Mr. Worldly Wise Man is a character in John Bunyan's classic allegory of the Christian life called The Pilgrim's Progress. He counsels Christian, the main character, to distance himself from evangelist by saying, Avoid him for his counsel. There is not a more dangerous and troublesome way in the world than is that unto which he hath directed thee, and that thou shalt find if thou wilt be ruled by his counsel. <laughs> Sound familiar? Mr. Worldly Wise Man appears in every generation, spewing vociferous warnings about the dangers of listening to Christians and their bigoted beliefs. The better wisdom says to stay away from Mr. Worldly Wise Man. Fortunately, you will not find a trace of him in God's book of wisdom called Proverbs. I'm Ron Jones, and this is something good. What's the difference between wisdom and knowledge? Find out next as we join Dr. Ron Jones for this Friday edition of Something Good. My name is Brian, always glad to have you with us. The book of Proverbs has been called a collection of short sentences based on long experiences. Its human author was King Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived other than Jesus Christ. But ultimately, the author is God himself and he longs to share his wisdom with all who have ears to hear it. Stay with us as Ron continues his teaching series, Route 66, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, or visit somethinggoodradio.org where you can listen to any of Ron's messages on demand. That's somethinggoodradio.org. While you're there, check out Something Good Television, Something Good Courses, Something Good Travel, and the new Something Good Digital Library, where you can search for biblical answers to your questions from nearly 30 years of Ron's Bible teaching ministry. From Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia, where he serves as the lead pastor, here's Ron with part two of his message, Proverbs, Wise Sayings for Everyday Life. And let's break this down a little bit and talk about five things you and I will gain from the regular daily reading of the book of Proverbs. Uh, first of all, uh, you, will, you will learn to practice the art of skillful living. Uh, I see words like wisdom, instruction, knowledge, understanding, prudence, discretion, guidance. They all appear in this opening prose. They have similar meanings but slight nuances to them. And um, they remind us that uh, uh, we're all in, in pursuit of, of knowledge and information. We live in the information age, don't we? And it's never been easier to get knowledge or to get information in fact, if you have some reasonable intelligence and you have a computer and some fingertips, you know, uh, the, the internet is before us. You, you can find information about anything out there. It's amazing how, how, how information has just come to our fingertips. But Solomon is quick to remind us that knowledge and information and education are not the same as the wisdom that you need to skillfully apply the knowledge you have to everyday life. There are all kinds of educated fools, people with all kinds of degrees and fancy letters behind their name, but that doesn't mean they have divine wisdom. The first thing Proverbs helps us do is to practice the art of skillful living. 
the ability to take divine wisdom and apply it and, and skillfully point it to, to everyday life. Uh, Solomon says in chapter 1 and verse 2 that one of the purposes of his wise, pithy sayings is to know wisdom and instruction. And that word translated wisdom is the Hebrew word hakma. Say that with me. Hakma. All right? Say it like a good Semitic Jew. Hakma. All right? Get a little, a little hak uh, in there. Hakma. All right? Hakma means more than just head knowledge or even heart knowledge. It's really a Hebrew word that describes anybody who possesses a skill. For example, a carpenter who is skilled in building and repairing wood structures has hakma, the Hebrews would say. A musician who composes beautiful sounds and tones has hakma. It takes hakma to write words and phrases and sentences in a way that when people read it, they're inspired. Uh, performing at the highest level of your sport requires athletic hakma. Some people have political hakma and they can get elected. Other people have business hakma and they can uh, make a sale and earn a living. Uh, other people have medical hakma and they can heal a bone. But when it comes to the art of wise living, Solomon would remind us, not everybody possesses hakma. You need divine wisdom from above, not only to acquire knowledge, but then to possess the hakma, the skill to live it out in your everyday life. It takes hakma to know how to raise a child in the fear of the Lord. It requires hakma to avoid the pitfalls of sexual immorality. Maybe you need financial hakma or relationship hakma or marital hakma or the kind of hakma that uh, you, 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 can, you can skillfully communicate with your spouse or your kids or your grandkids. Proverbs is the place to learn the fine art of skillful living. And it gives us every reason to read from this depository of divine wisdom every day. Secondly, read Proverbs and you will develop what I like to call mental agility. Mental agility. Solomon goes on to say that the purpose of his collection of these Proverbs is there in verse 2, to understand words of insight. And then in verse 6, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. I take that to mean uh, and to speak of what I might call mental or intellectual agility. Now, we usually think of agility as an athletic term. You know, athletes um, who are world-class athletes, they have incredible physical and athletic agility. I'm always reminded of this when I see um, the Olympic athletes. Uh, Catherine and I were watching the U.S. Olympic track and field trials last night. And what, what, what incredible athletic prowess these people have to make it all the way to the Olympic trials, not to mention then to make the Olympic track and field team, you need athletic agility, which is the ability to move your body and change directions easily without losing control, all right? Uh, that's athletic agility. Likewise, mental agility or intellectual agility is the ability to think and understand quickly to be able to discern a situation. Am I listening to Mr. Worldly Wise Man or am I listening to wisdom from above? Can you discern that quickly? Can, can you move mentally in and out of conversations enough to know whether you're getting worldly wisdom or godly wisdom? Proverbs will help you do that. 
King Solomon put his mental agility on display. You may remember when we were studying the kings in the Chronicles, 1 Kings chapter 3. There were two women who were claiming to be the mother of the same child. It was a conundrum. Nobody could figure it out. They brought this to King Solomon. Wise King Solomon. And in a nanosecond, he solved the riddle. He put his mental agility on display. Because Proverbs is God's holy word, uh, you will not only practice the art of skillful living and develop mental agility, but thirdly, you will gain moral insight. In other words, you'll be able to determine more readily what's right and what's wrong, a quality that is missing in our world today. Now, in one sense, God has written upon the human heart a sense of what is right and what is wrong. Uh, Sometimes we refer to that as the conscience. He's given every human being the conscience. In addition to our conscience, believers in Jesus Christ have the Holy Spirit, and we have the Word of God, and we have an even more fine-tuned sense of right and wrong as it comes through Holy Scripture. But every human being has a conscience. Now, you can sear your conscience. You can do great damage to your conscience. You You can silence your conscience. Jiminy Cricket said, let your conscience be your guide. Well, not exactly. Only if you keep your conscience in good working order, trained up by the truth of God's word. Otherwise, your conscience will lead you astray. You will not have good moral insight into a situation about what is right and what is wrong if you have damaged your conscience through repeated disobedience. Your conscience will be silent. You won't know the difference between right and wrong. We're living in the times described by Isaiah the prophet when he says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Aren't we living in those times when even our national leaders don't have a moral conscience between what is right and what is wrong? What seems so plain to the person who has maintained a good conscience, who has the Holy Spirit living in them by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and who is daily feeding their heart and mind with the eternal truth of God's Word. Today, those who draw clear moral lines and live by biblical standards are belittled by Mr. Worldly Wise Man and his morally relativistic friends. And there are few people, it seems, in today's world who... uh, have clear moral insight needed to address the complicated problems in our world today. And for this reason, read the book of Proverbs. It is standard curriculum, or should be, for education, for child-rearing, for human sexuality, neighbor relations, big business practices, uh, financial uh, wisdom, and a whole lot more. Be careful where you get your advice. Make sure it's from somebody who would fall into the category of being a wise, godly person. And beware of Mr. Worldly Wise Man. Fourthly, this one will make you smile. Read Proverbs and practice the truth you learn so you'll avoid paying the stupid tax. I always say, let somebody else pay the stupid tax. And if somebody else has paid the stupid tax, why should you pay for it? Learn from them. There are people in your life and in my life who have made mistakes, and we can learn from them. 
Don't think that it won't happen to you. Uh, your parents, your grandparents perhaps, they've made mistakes and, and, and we can learn from them. We can avoid a lot of pain in our lives by just listening to God's eternal wisdom. Remember, these are short sentences based on long experience. Maybe your parents or grandparents or somebody who's lived a little bit older than you is, is a believer and trying best to follow the precepts of Scripture and, and be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And maybe you can learn from their experience. But, but more than that, go first to the Word of God. Go first to the book of Proverbs. Dr. Ron Jones will be right back with the second half of today's message, Proverbs, Wise Sayings for Everyday Life. Remember, you can stop by somethinggoodradio.org anytime to find out more about the ministry, to ask our ministry team to pray for you, or to order selected resources from our online store. Here's something else for you. When you make a donation to Something Good Radio today, we'll say thank you by giving you access to a new resource that goes along with this current series, Route 66, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. It's Dr. Ron Jones' ebook based on the Old Testament wisdom books, Job through Song of Solomon. Request it today for your gift to Something Good. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org. Mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456 or call our offices at 757-276-1099. And now here's Ron with the rest of today's message, Proverbs, Wise Sayings for Everyday Life. Because this is, this is a long experience based upon God's eternal life. He knows better. He knows better than anybody who has the best of experience out there. And for this reason, Proverbs draws a strong distinction between wise and foolish people. It's kind of like two roads to follow. And it draws a distinction between the consequences, the positive consequences of, of wise decisions and the negative consequences of foolish decisions. Jesus even picked up on the wisdom uh, motif in the scriptures when in the Sermon on the Mount he said, it's sort of like the wise man who built his house upon the rock and the foolish man who built his house upon the sand and the storms came and well, you can guess what happened. The foolish man who built his house or his life upon the sand got obliterated in the storms whereas the wise man who built his house or his life upon the rock stood, stood strong in the storms. And these are the uh, uh, practical opportunities and consequences and, and choices that Proverbs sets before us. By the way, here's how you interpret a proverb. When you read a proverb, basically what it's saying to us is this. More often than not, this is the way life works. Now, can you find an exception to the rule? Perhaps. But the wise person always embraces the proverbial advice here the divine advice in Proverbs. The foolish person does not, and the foolish person says, nope, I'm going to be the exception to the rule. Don't be a fool. Don't think that you're always gonna be the exception to the rule, even though the wise, godly counsel around you says, don't go down that road. Mr. Worldly Wise Man is saying, come, come on down here. It won't happen to you the same way it happened to them. Or you read the book of Proverbs and you say, this isn't about me. This isn't the way my life will work. 
Don't test it. The wise person says, you know, I need to listen to the distillation of God's truth and his wisdom and avoid paying the stupid tax. And then fifthly and finally, you read the book of Proverbs and you'll meet Jesus. I, I love this about our ultimate road trip through the Bible. We've been going through the Bible starting in Genesis, every book of the Bible, different book of the Bible every week for those of you who have been with us. And in every book, we're making that Christ connection. Where do we see Jesus? Because this is God's story, Genesis to Revelation, these 66 books of the Bible, one main character, it's Jesus. Where do we find Jesus in the Proverbs? Well, not not to overstate it, but dripping from, from every little pithy statement or maxim that you find in the book. Why? Because when the Apostle Paul was writing his letter to the Colossians, and we'll get there when we get to the Pauline epistles, I think it's road trip number seven. He's writing to the Colossians and he's speaking of Christ and he just adds this little phrase, in whom are hidden all uh, the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The sum total of all divine wisdom is found in Jesus Christ. Solomon and his father before, King David, foreshadowings of the Christ who is to come, foreshadowings of the glorious kingdom that Jesus spoke about, David being a foreshadowing of uh, the millennial reign of Jesus Christ on this earth, which begins prophetically at the end of the tribulation period. Uh, at, the, at the end of the second coming of Christ and the ushering in of the millennial kingdom on this earth. Solomon, King Solomon pictures the glories of the eternal kingdom of Jesus Christ. So as impressive as Solomon was in his wisdom, <laughs> you ain't heard nothing yet. And any, any wisdom, any bit of wisdom that Solomon had was just a distillation and, and downloaded as it were from Jesus Christ, the Christ who was to come in the Old Testament from a New Testament perspective, the Christ who has come in Jesus, who is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the anointed one. In Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I'm not saying you shouldn't get that degree or that second or third degree. I got a few of those, but it's nothing compared to what I've learned just from a direct tutorial from the Word of God and the Holy Spirit who is our teacher. And here's the question for all of us. I'm just going to leave this with you today. Question for you, question for me. I don't know what you're facing in life. I don't know what kind of conundrum you're dealing with this week, what kind of decision that is before you. I don't know who you've talked to this week, your therapist or your best friend or your parents or grandparents or some stranger on an airplane. You might have just tossed something out to get get some direction. Here's the question. Will you listen to Mr. Worldly Wise Man or will you follow Christ? That's really what Proverbs is putting before us. Two choices, the wise path and the foolish path. You'll gain a lot from a reading of the book of Proverbs, but the biggest question is when you read it, it's not about just gaining more information and knowledge. 
Chokmah is the ability to take the truth that we learn and skillfully put it into practice. Because you can have all the knowledge. You, you can memorize the entire book and still, still say, I'm going to follow Mr. Worldly Wise Man. I got this. I got this. You know, I got this covered. It won't happen to me. And you'll pay the stupid tax. Listen, the wisest decision that anybody can ever make, and I'm speaking to someone here today who's never placed his or her faith in Jesus Christ, the wisest decision you can ever make is to come to the cross of Christ and to see that Savior in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, who died on the cross for your sins and was buried, rose again from the dead, and to say, yes, I believe in him, and I will follow him all the days of my life. The fool says, that cross thing isn't for me. Okay. Paul said, the preaching of the cross is to those who are perishing foolishness. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God unto salvation. Thanks so much for being here with us for today's Something Good Radio message, Proverbs, Wise Sayings for Everyday Life. Dr. Ron Jones joins me in the studio, and Ron, you've covered a lot of ground here in the past couple of days. Before we move on to the next Old Testament book of wisdom, is there anything you'd like to add or emphasize from the book of Proverbs? There sure is, Brian. I have three critical points to which I believe every believer in Christ should pay close attention. First, let me emphasize that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's the place to start with a proper understanding and respect for who God is. It's not the entire journey, but the journey can't even get started until we have a proper understanding of God and a respect for Him. Here's how A.W. Tozer put it, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. I love the way he put that, and it's true. We have to have a right understanding of God and a respect for him before we can have a right understanding or respect about um, anyone or anything else, including ourselves. That's the beginning of wisdom. And that's point number one. Second, there's a stark difference between knowledge and wisdom. Now, to be clear, you cannot have wisdom without having knowledge, but you can have knowledge without having wisdom. Newborn infants, for example, cannot demonstrate wisdom because they have no knowledge. So knowledge is an essential ingredient, but all the knowledge in the world won't help you if you don't use it properly, wisely, and uh, as God instructs you to use it. And finally, the book of Proverbs places heavy emphasis on the difference between the wise and the foolish and between the humble and the proud. Proverbs 18 and verse 12 says, Before his downfall, a person's heart is proud, but humility comes before honor. Humility is the way of the Christian life, Brian. It begins with humility. Uh, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And it requires humility the whole way through. Humility and wisdom are vitally linked as are pride and foolishness. So in closing, let me just say this. If you want to do a personal inventory on your level of wisdom, check your level of humility. The wisest people in this world are almost always some of its most humble.
That's Dr. Rod Jones with some final thoughts on the book of Proverbs, one of the five Old Testament wisdom books. Well, Ron, before we leave for the weekend, tell us what's coming our way Monday as you continue your teaching series, Route 66, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. Brian, our next stop on the ultimate road trip through the Bible is the book of Ecclesiastes. I love this book for a variety of reasons, but one of the things I love most is that it was written for the benefit of the doubters, the skeptics, the cynics. Uh, Those who struggle to find meaning in this life will no doubt find a kindred spirit in King Solomon, the author of Ecclesiastes. If anyone listening has struggled to find meaning and purpose in this life, and anyone listening knows someone facing that same struggle, well, I encourage you to join us next time because that's what the book of Ecclesiastes is all about. Join us then for Something Good when Dr. Ron Jones shares his message, Ecclesiastes, the ultimate meaning of life. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.